Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Mr. Brian McKnight. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is Jonell with Rolling Out. And um, we're super excited that you are going to be in Atlanta this weekend for the um, your concert at the Mabel House and Mabel House Barnes Amphitheater. I always forget the barns in there. Yeah. <laughs> so did, now, did you relocate to Atlanta? Uh, there was a rumor. Right. There was. There was. There was a rumor. Oh, it was only a rumor. I'm not, I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. But there, I have heard that rumor. Okay. Do you love it, Atlanta? Uh, I think Atlanta is one of those places in our country that is it's, it's definitely a, a place of its own. There's no other place in the world like Atlanta. <laughs> there are so many different things converging all at the same time. Because it's in the South. True. And there are certain parts about Atlanta that make it seem very much like it's the South. But it's also very much like Chicago or New York in the sense that it's very hip in its own way. Um, the way you wouldn't expect a southern city like that to be, particularly in, in Georgia. Um, so, you know, when you have, you know, Buckhead and you have Midtown and you have all of the, you know, you have all the major sports there. Right. It's just a, a real melting pot of a lot of different things that you wouldn't necessarily think being from New York that Atlanta has till you get there. Ever. I was born and raised in Los Angeles and I never thought I would be settled in the South, like never, ever in a million years. And I tell people the sales and marketing, I've lived in Virginia Beach, I've lived in Maryland, I've lived in Philadelphia, and Atlanta does not compare, like, it's like its own state, honestly. Yes, it truly is, it truly is. So your new music, um, remixed. I noticed that your new music is a little more up tempo, and I like that. Well, those songs from the remixed album were songs from my Exodus album that the DJ then took and and gave it a whole new character. Oh. Um, that's not actually me doing <laughs> dance music. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when they came with the concept that somebody wanted to remix it in this sort of Chicago house way, which has never been done. Never. So I said, you know what, why not? I thought, not that I'll ever be in a club a, a day for the rest of my life, but I can imagine that if somebody's in a club dancing by night, this would be the first time that's probably ever happened. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, another thing, I never realized that we were the same age. Like, ever. <laughs> you thought I was way older. <laughs> you know, and, and it's crazy, because when they say Brian McKnight, it automatically took me to 1995. Okay, I had the same conversation with Stephanie Mills. In your era of music, you knew exactly where you were, who you were with, who you were dating, where you worked. It's so crazy. The songs put you right there. Yeah, I think, 
for everyone, music, you know, probably more than any other media form, um, but with the exception of social media, because there's a, a day and a date and a time when you post. But, you know, going back into your childhood, I remember every song from when I was probably four or five years old all the way till now at 52. Um, more than I know movies. I mean, I can kind of go back and say, oh, right. I remember that Ferris Bueller was around 86, uh, the first movie I ever saw, but it's not like the songs that have been the soundtrack to all of our lives, that they they stand the test of time. Music, to me, without it, that's why it's in the movies. You know, there aren't movies in music necessarily. I mean, music videos were kind of that, but, you know, without music and movies, you wouldn't really have a movie. So right. you know, that's what makes music, that's why music is so very important. So very important. And what's crazy, so now when I saw your age, I'm like, okay, so I'm 26. I'm going through a divorce. I already married five years. Brian McKnight's album is putting me to sleep like every night. I don't know why it was just my comfort zone, okay? And now I'm like, wait a minute. I'm thinking I'm getting this love advice from this older man who just was like, knew all about love and relationships. And we're the same age. We're like one month apart. <laughs> yeah. That's because I didn't know anything about any of that when I was writing those songs. Wow. Um, Brian, I feel like I, I was hoodwinked. I, I wasn't giving anybody any advice about anything. You were doing a good writing, job though. You so just writing songs. At 26? How many relationships have you been in, like, by this age? Like, maybe None. girlfriend? <laughs> Zero? No. No. Well, I, well, okay. I have been married, but that, I don't consider that a relationship. Because right. Because I was in love with that person. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, the very first relationship I've ever been in is the one I'm in now with my wife, Leilani. Um, that's a bit, you know, and I, I didn't get that till I, I met her when I was 42. Wow. Because so. we learn so much over the years. We do. So let me ask you this, um, Crazy Love, when you were writing that song, like, were you like a hopeless romantic and you were just writing about, you know, this would be a very good feeling? Because that's, you know, one of, one of the favorites, the fan favorites. Where was your mindset at when you were writing that song? Because it's amazing. You know, I wish I could tell you that I wrote that song, but I didn't. Oh, you just sang it like you wrote it. Okay, so, that's even more beautiful. Yeah, yeah so that song was actually um, from the soundtrack of the movie Jason's Lyric, and the producers asked me to do that song for the soundtrack. It was actually written by Van Morrison. Wow. Well, you know what? Hats off to you, because working with a songwriter like Sean Garrett, which I did before for so long, it is so beautiful when they can pass that on. And the singer just brings it to fruition, and it's like it's coming right from your heart. That that's amazing and for a performer on your end. So hats off to you. Okay, so what can we look for? A little extra feature that we'll get on Saturday at the amphitheater. Uh, when it comes to my live show, I. I want to give the audience exactly what they came for. And for me, um, and because I'm there that night with John B, it's a, a night of nostalgia. Yes. I would, do, I would do the audience and myself a great disservice by not playing all of those songs from the, the ones you're talking about from back in the day that they're all coming to hear. 
Oh yeah. And it's gonna trans it's gonna transform them back to when they first heard them. Um so I would I would be a fool to say, Okay, I'm only playing my new music. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm gonna play every one of those songs that they that they that they're coming to hear and I'm gonna, you know, try to play them and sing them to the best of my ability. And then hopefully when they, you know, when folks leave my my only goal is to is to one, make them laugh. Make them laugh a little bit and okay. then play and sing to the best of my ability so they leave wanting to have more. And that's the only way I look at it. Great, because that crowd is like 45 and older. And when I tell you they come there for it, they are there for you for that time period, just kind of to escape that night and just relive right. that past and, and all those the good vibes that you always give everyone. So I'm looking forward to it. one thing for the new R&B artists, what would you recommend that they stick to in order to remain longevity, to have sustainability in this industry? You know, I'm not sure that I'm necessarily qualified to tell an artist that's trying to do it now to give them advice about longevity because so much has changed that most of us, of the of OGs, I would say, don't necessarily <laughs> know how the industry is working now and how, to, you know, it seems like because of the internet and because of streaming, you know, everybody's got a song, everybody's an artist. Sure. And when you have that many people trying to do the same thing, it's going to be very difficult to distinguish yourself from everything else that's out there. But there are those people who are really tech savvy and who have their finger on knowing how to present themselves and how to, you know, engage their fan base and grow their fan base. That those of us who started in, you know, the early 90s, had no clue. We had to rely on a record label to do that. We had to rely on getting a record deal to make that happen. Um, so what I would say is that if you can figure out how to distinguish yourself from everything else that's out there, um, that would probably be the best thing to do. Or be enough like everybody else that you can get in and then distinguish yourself. I don't know. I, <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, because there, there are very few legends, you know? And to me, your music is legendary, it's timeless, because out of all the artists, and there are still people making songs every day, like you said, we're still going to pay money and go see Brian McKnight, you know? Well, and, and I think that that's, that's the thing that I'm the most grateful for, that, you know, even when I know a show is sold out or that I know people are coming, I always sort of have played this game with myself, is that... that I say nobody's coming. That way, when people show up, I feel a real need to give everything I've got to prove that they came for the right reason, and then hopefully they'll come back. Um, and that turned into a 30-year career. And <laughs> it's, it's mind-blowing, especially now after the pandemic, because I think that, I think we as artists needed a break. Yeah. We got, I think the audience needed a break, to be honest with you. I think that as I look out now, um, this will be my seventh show, since we've been back doing wow. shows, and I, I feel like the audience um, is so grateful to have us back, and they're more excited than they've ever been. So I think that it's, it's been great on both sides. Right. So your new single has to be called, like, Out of the House. <laughs> We're back <Yeah>. outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It probably could be a whole national anthem. 
Um, well, I am so appreciative of your time. I am so appreciative of your talent and you never giving up on your fans and and your gift because truly you have a gift, you know, and you bring life and joy through your music. And that is something that is truly amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So is there anything you wanted to say that I haven't asked you about that you wanted to put out there? No, I'm just uh, to tell the folks that how grateful I am that they're, you know, we're all still together and that uh, hopefully everyone stays safe and they, you know, we can get past uh, this last part of this pandemic and get back to some sense of normalcy. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time and I appreciate you and I hope you'll love reading about this article and I transcribe it and it goes out. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.